Hey, what's up, everybody? Will Brinson here with another Pick 6 podcast. It's the Friday edition. We're rolling you right into the weekend. Got Dan Katz of Barstool Sports, a.k.a. Barstool Big Cat, coming up to talk about the Chicago Bears. Next week, we'll be rolling through the NFC South. Thank you so much for your ratings, your reviews, everything uh, that you write on iTunes. Very kind and nice, and I appreciate that. Those are good things. Some news to get to before we talk some Bears. Uh, you look at, if you're going through the CBS scrolling page, you got the landing spots for 10 best free agents from John Breach. Jason Lockenfor has eight teams that could win the Super Bowl. Very surprised to see that he included the Chargers in there. Chris Trapasso, who we're going to talk to, and we're going to think we're going to talk to Lockenfor next week as well. Trapasso has an early introduction to the potential top 10, top quarterbacks in the draft, including one Ryan Finley, as well as Drew Locke, Justin Herbert, Jared Stidham, and Will Greer. Ooh, Brett Rippin, it's an interesting name to watch is there, uh, as well on that list. Also in the news, Marcus Williams has said he's ready to move on after the Saints with tackle. Clark, Kirk Warner is clarifying his remarks, sort of, and saying that he is not going to play football. Spoiler alert. And Matt Patricia, the Lions head coach, had a sexual assault charge dismissed in 1996, according to a report from the Detroit News. He was indicted, arrested and indicted by a grand jury on one count of aggravated sexual assault while on spring break as a 21-year-old. The Lions head coach took to the podium on Thursday and read from a prepared statement and then took about 13 questions. Here's what, here's part of the prepared statement. He said, I'm here to defend my honor and clear my name. 22 years ago, I was falsely accused of something very serious, very serious allegations. There were claims made about me that never happened. While I'm thankful on one level that the process worked and the case was dismissed, at the same time, I was never given the opportunity to defend myself or to allow to push back with the truth to clear my name. This was something that was very traumatic to me when I was 21 years old, and once it was finally addressed, I tried to put it behind me. For those of you who are just getting to know me, and for those of you who have known me a long time, you should know I was raised the right way by two amazing parents who taught me to know the difference between right and wrong, to stand up for what's right, to stand and to stand up for those who have been wronged. The Lions have issued a statement as well saying they are standing by Patricia. He is going to maintain his, his job as the Lions head coach for now. Uh, of course, you know, there will probably be more to unpack on this. I would tell you to stay tuned to CBS Sports HQ. You can go to cbssports.com backslash live. That's our two, uh, 24-7 streaming sports network where we have everything up to date the minute that it pops out. And, of course, if, as anything else unfolds in this situation, we will talk about it on this podcast. In the meantime, if you if you want to reach out and talk about anything at all, uh, Will Brinson at gmail.com. I, we can, we'll do, we can do fantasy football talk. Uh, I was talking to, I don't want to give away his you know, full name, but, uh, Joseph B, just in case his league mates are listening, hit me up. We did some, uh, we did some, a little bit of chatter on, uh, on some keepers. If you like the podcast again, you can rate and review another podcast you should check out. Pardon my take with, uh, Dan Katz, Barstool Big Cat and PFT Commenter. They do awesome stuff on that show. Three times a week, I believe, and uh, not quite daily. Should ask Dan about that, but I forgot. Uh, they had Sean Payton, the Saints coach, on earlier this week. Some good stuff from him as well. Follow Dan at Barstool Big Cat on Twitter, and uh, make sure and check out his podcast. Let's talk some Bears. All right, Dan, thanks for hopping on the show, taking a few minutes out of your busy podcasting schedule to join us. What's going on? 
Absolutely, man. Anytime I can talk uh, bears and, and vent a little, although I'm not going to vent a lot right now. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin what we're about to talk about. But I'm in a good place right now, so it's it's a little bit less of a venting session and more of a hey, the bears might not suck. I think it's a. I think the bears are the trend or like the trendy offseason team uh, this well, year. That, that's the 49ers. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So we never want to be the trendiest trendy offseason team. Remember there was like about a decade straight where the Cardinals were the trendy <laughs> offseason team? Yes, you never want to be number one. So I'm happy that the Bears are flying under Jimmy Garoppolo's Super Bowl, uh, already, already pencil them in for the Super Bowl in Atlanta next year. I don't know if you've looked at the over-under win totals, but the Niners over-under is nine wins. That's effing absurd. The Bears are six it, and a half. Yeah, I mean, the, I do think the Niners will be good, and I don't know how we got just talking about the Niners, but let's just – I mean, uh, agree that they played some teams down the stretch that probably didn't have a lot to play for or uh, won games that, I mean, who I, I don't know. I, I just love it. I love when people freak out about about what how you finished the last year because it really means nothing when it comes to the next season. That's right. Uh, let's dive into the Bears, though, because they have had a nice offseason. How would you grade what Ryan Pace and company have done? If you had to throw out a grade, you can't. Everybody jokes, or Aaron Nagler yesterday joked about incomplete for the Packers. No incomplete. Oh, what did that? Oh, what did that? What did that rat say, Nagler? Yeah. What did he say about the Packers? Tell <laughs> he, me. Tell me what he said. He actually went B plus on the Packers. And, uh, and okay, think, so the I Bears are A minus. That's probably right. That's probably right. I give the Bears an A minus as well. What uh, What's been your favorite Bears move this all season? Uh, actually, it probably is uh, Taylor Gabriel. Ooh. So I, I, or what is that his name? Yeah, you got yeah. the slot guy. Yeah, yeah, the slot guy from the Falcons, right? You got it. Oh, I thought that was a who, uh, not a ooh. Um, <laughs> I always like those second or third moves that you make because I think, you know, the guys you, you take the first few days of free agency, for the most part, you know what they are. And you know what they're going to be for you. You know, hopefully they, they work out. Free agency is always a, kind of a little bit of a gamble. But, I mean, Robinson's going to be the the guy that we all hope he's going to be. I think he's going to be a good player. And uh, he's got that, like, not. I'm not going to put him in the elite category, but he's got that maybe 1B type of uh, ability as a wide receiver. But then when you pick up these guys who uh, maybe were a little overshadowed in their previous situation and but still produced a little bit, I always get interested by those guys. And I think he's he's going to be – listen, the Bears going – getting any wide receiver who played in the NFL <laughs> last year is an upgrade. So – because they were pick, they were literally picking guys off the street. So I, I like, I like Taylor Gabriel. I think he's going to be a good player. No, that's, I, I agree. And I think when you look at the, the construct, and we'll get to this in a second, but he's the Tyree kill of the Bears offense if they're trying to redo what Matt Nagy, is it Nagy or Nagy? Now that I don't know how you to could, pronounce. Yeah, you can say whichever. I think he's going with whatever you want, but I think, uh, it's, it's Nagy, but, I I've heard everything. I've literally heard everything. I saw I saw I saw Matt at the um, I don't think we're that tight, but I'll go with it anyway. I saw him at the owners' meetings wearing a uh, loafers, no socks, slacks, and, I, and and some sort of Lacoste shirt, which immediately vaulted him very high up my uh, best dressed coaches' rankings, which is a big improvement for the Bears because they've had John Fox slubbing around for several. Yes. Years. Yes. And previously Mark Trustman and previously Lovey Smith. So not a lot of guys who are trying to get into the fashion game. But yeah, I, I, th like you said, he's going to be a speed guy. 
the Bears have had for it's been a very long time since they've it feels like they've had like a, a bunch of dynamic guys all together. I mean, obviously they had you know the Brandon Marshall, Ashawn Jeffrey, um, uh, Matt Forte kind of group was they those were dynamic guys, but since then it's been you know hodgepodge throwing guys together. A lot of guys who aren't heralded, um, maybe not speed guys. So I, I'm very excited to see if, if putting all these guys, and it's clear the Bears, their, their whole entire process here in the offseason was we gotta, we invested in Mitch Trubisky. We have to put everything behind him. We have to give him all the tools. We invested in an offensive minded coach. We have to give him the tools. And that's, those are the kind of pickups, you know, Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, the, uh, tight end from Trey the Bird. Eagles. Yep. Yep. And then, so all these guys, and then, and then moving up in the draft for Miller, like the, all these guys hopefully come together and, and you have an actual offense for once, not the John Fox run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, punt the ball. Nine, nine punts in a single game in Seattle. Yeah. Jimmy Clausen, never forget. No turnovers. No, t- did not We turn won the turnover <laughs> battle in that game. People forget that. We won the turnover battle in that game and we punted from, I think we punted from the Seattle 45. <laughs> it's either the down 40. like, down like 21 points. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did that. It was, I mean, it was a, I remember watching it live. It was an unbelievable, it was a, it was a, it was a watershed moment. It was unbelievable. I mean, hey, they, they literally said we got to win the turnover battle and that's what happened. All right. So do you buy or sell the idea that the Bears can recreate the Rams and the 2017 Rams, not necessarily their success, but because I kind of like this idea I mean, the NFL, right? The NFL is a copycat league. Everybody knows that. I like the idea of going out and literally Tearing a page out of the Rams playbook and saying, all right, we're just going to do what they did. We're going to take the second year highly drafted quarterback. We're going to give him an offensive minded coach in Matt Nagy, just like Sean McGay. We're going to give him a number one receiver that people are kind of down on and Allen Robinson, just like Sammy Watkins. We're going to, you know, he's got a running game with, with Jordan Howard and, and Tariq Cohen, just like Todd Gurley. And we're just going to throw in this little speed threat in Taylor Gabriel and give him a good tight end. It's, I mean, it's just, it's like, s- screw it. We don't care if anybody thinks we're copycats. We're just going to copy the Rams. You buy or sell. I, I buy it. Uh, the only thing that – the only difference in it, and I, I'm sure you'll probably agree with talking to NFL circles, Sean McVay is a guy in NFL circles who everyone, like, points to as, like, that guy, he's, like, the next Belichick in terms of next-level thinker. Yeah. And people – even when you were – when we were at the Combine, you saw all the other uh, coaches kind of huddling around him, talking to him, how he runs an offense. So – I hope Matt Nagy is like that, but I, I'm probably not going to put him up there. I think Sean McVay has been circled for a very long time as someone who's going to maybe push the NFL game in terms of the offensive side of the ball and think outside the box. So I'm hoping that Matt Nagy's that, but that, that might be the only difference. But everything else, you're right. You're absolutely right. The, yeah, the one other thing, we had Tom Fernelli, speaking of snakes, uh, on, and I love Tom, but Tom, yeah, he's, no, no, no. he's Italian, so. I've known Tom, I've known Tom for like, 20 years now somehow. Uh, um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. No, no, Tom. Uh, yeah, I've known Tom. I'm trying to think. I've no, yeah, it's been a, it's been a long time. I've known Tom for a long time. We worked at Fan House together, but Tom also pointed out, and I think he's right, and I sort of miss this one sometimes, but Jordan Howard, not Todd Gurley. Jordan Howard, not bad, no. but not Todd Gurley. Not Todd Gurley and also not the running back. I would, I would imagine that Matt Nagy would not pick Jordan Howard if there was a draft right now and you were trying to pick the Bears roster to fit exactly what Matt Nagy wants yeah. because Jordan Howard doesn't really catch the ball very well. He is a lot more between the tackles runner, but 
everything he said since coming is like, I'm going to use Jordan Howard and I'm going to, and that, that really is more important than anything is Matt Nagy saying, okay, here's a guy, here's a running back who might not fit exactly what I want to do, but I'm going to figure out a way to make him great in my system instead of the John Fox model. Or you see a lot of old NFL head coaches where it's like, no, you're you, player X, you are fitting my system no matter what, even if the skills don't match up whatsoever. And we're going to keep running the thing I've been running since I learned it, you know, <laughs> at McNeese State in 1984. And I'm going to keep running the same system no matter what type of personnel I have. So that's really the exciting part. It's, it's almost like smart coaching. Um, yeah, right. It's, uh, yeah, it's weird to try. <laughs> <laughs> to play to your players' strengths. It's a very novel concept that hopefully the Bears will eventually get to. Because, I mean, when you think about it, we've kind of gone – like, even Lovey was – you know, Lovey didn't give a shit the offensive side of the ball. So yeah. it's uh, – it'll be hopefully nice to have someone like, hey, look, this guy's not exactly the running back I want, but we can still make him, you know, really good because he is really good. They've been jamming uh, vanilla pegs and vanilla – or v- vanilla yeah. pegs and like vanilla square holes. That's a, that's a John Fox is boring as hell reference. Yes. Uh, he's gonna be great on ESPN. I'm oh very excited God. to hear he's what he's He's actually kind of funny when you get it. No, in. no, don't do that. No, because I, this is when, this is the, this is the old Jeb Bush when everyone's like, Jeb Bush is hilarious behind <laughs> scenes. Like, dude, you have to say something funny in front of the scenes to, to ever have the credibility to being funny. You can't have everyone just be like, yeah, oh, you should hear him. When the mics are off, he's really funny. Well, you hired him to be in front of a microphone. So, <laughs> and, there. and it's like, it's not like John Fox is going to be on ESPN, like pulled up to Hooters bar chugging Coors Light. Yeah. Like any, right. it's, it's easy to be funny there because you can say right. whatever you want. Right. Right. Uh, I would, I would watch that John Fox for sure. Are you worried about, for lack of a better term, Matt Nagy peeing down his leg at, during the end of the Chiefs playoff game? You know, he's, mm. an, he's an Andy Reid guy and they, they peed his leg against the, uh, against the Titans in the second half. The Andy Reid coaching tree is interesting because you can look at it any way you want. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's, it's the perfect glass half full, uh, you know, paradigm here. You could basically say, okay, well, there's Doug Peterson. There's like all these guys that have had a lot of success. Or you can do what you just did and say, yeah, well, there's also guys who <laughs> peed down their leg and Andy Reid has always come up short. I'm going to choose to go with, uh, the, he's going to be super successful and that was a one time moment. Um, and the game just got away from him. But yeah, that was a weird game. I would, I, I would agree. That was definitely not, not what you want from your play call. Hey, listen, Travis Kelsey doesn't get knocked out of that game. Totally different game. That's true. And maybe he has Trey Burton or maybe he has Travis Kelsey in Trey Burton. If you could change one thing about the Chicago Bears right now and you could pick anything for next year, you can, you can, you can, uh, fire Nagy and bring back John Fox, which I'm guessing you won't do. You can move them out of Chicago into New York so you can watch them every week. Anything you want to do. Uh, what would you, what would you change about the Chicago Bears? Um, this is a tough one because my knee jerk reaction is have the owner sell, but I'm not going to say that because, uh, the Bears have been nice to me, uh, the last year or so. So I'm not going <laughs> to say that. I'm not going to say that I want the McCaskies to sell the team. So I didn't say that. That's smart. Uh, I'd say just go with the, I, I would like them to go with the throwback uniforms with the, um, it's just the blue helmets and, uh, the just fully blue helmets that they wear every now and then. I want that all the time. I also, I do like the orange uniforms. They brought back the, they're bringing back the orange uniforms this year. I just want them to, I, I like the, oh, the throwback uniform. I want them to go do that consistently. So it's not saying that the McCaskies should sell. <laughs> and do those throwback uniforms. Um, I think I, I think I blitzed past this one. Are you in or out on Mitchell Trubisky? I'm in. Fully in? I'm in. 
fully in for two reasons. The uh, real reason is I have no choice, and <laughs> I can't I can't fathom having to start over again. Like it would just be another just heartbreaker, you know. Like oh, again, there's another quarterback, and especially because I thought, you know. Cutler, whatever. That's oh, actually, that's that's another thing I'd change. I would bring Jay Cutler in as the backup quarterback, I, I, so that I back so that. that you could basically have the the storyline always out there of like Jay Cutler's redemption, maybe coming in in a big spot and winning a game when Mitch Trubisky like sprains his ankle. <laughs> um, and then I actually I do really believe that Mitch Trubisky is going to be good. I think uh, people who got down on him forgot that. You know, he played 13 games of college football. Yeah. The guy, the guy played 13 games of college football and didn't and have a got, single snap under center either. Yeah. And then got thrown into an offense that had bums all around him in, in terms of like, you know, wide receivers. So uh, it's just, he lost his one, he lost his number one wide receiver in Kevin White. He lost his number two wide receiver in Cam Meredith. So like you can't, you can't really judge him on his first year. And he ran a John Fox offense. So when people say Deshaun Watson versus Mitch Trubisky, I don't think it's very fair. After this year, we can have a fair debate about it. But yes, I still believe in Mitch Trubisky. I can't believe I'm reading these numbers right, but I thought I'd look it up while you were saying this. And so if Mitchell Trubisky were to throw for 4,000 passing yards this season, which is not a crazy number like that. I mean, it's a big number, but he could, you know, if he had a breakout season and threw for 4,000 passing yards, he would pass Rex Grossman for 13th yeah. all time in passing yards in Bears history. Yeah, Jay Cutler owns every single Bears uh franchise quarterback. By like a it's lot. Sid Luckman and then and then and then Jay Cutler. That's yeah. it. No, no, yeah, L- Cutler's been... Cutler's above Luckman in both. No, I know. Oh, yeah, right, right, he's right, gone right. above he he Jay Cutler broke all of Luckman's records. Yeah. But the fact that it was Luckman for that long <laughs> yeah. speaks you know what I mean? It's crazy. The he whole fin- thing is crazy. He finished in nineteen fifty and he held the career yeah. passing yards. <laughs> right. And now Jay Cutler beat him. Like that just sums up the Bears quarterback history perfectly. I, I'm I'm also also in on Mitchell Trubisky and, and not even it doesn't even have anything to do with the Mitchell or the Mitch thing. Uh, I mean, I watch him a lot because he played at Carolina and I'm an NC State guy. But he, uh, I mean, he he's I think he's just good. Like he he has sort of a you don't want to compare him to Aaron Rodgers, but he has a little bit of that Aaron Rodgers ability to I don't know. He's like almost elastic in the way that he moves out of the pocket and then can make throws from different angles and stuff like that. And I think you have to be able to do that in the modern NFL. You have to be able to do that. And what you just said is exactly right. And it never, and, and those situations would come about in, in the Bears season, but they always were in like third and long because John Fox would run the ball in the first and second down. Right. So seeing him be able to move the pocket in situations where like on first down, when he can make the plays, he can make a play with his feet. He can make a play with his arm. It will be good to see ha- having that you know, whole buffet out there for him where he's not stuck in these impossible situations with no one to throw to. Uh, the other big addition this offseason on the other side of the ball, Roquan Smith. I mean, I think Roquan Smith is going to be a superstar at some point. And I, I mean, I was going to jokingly ask you if it's a red flag for losing his iPad, but then in between the time I wrote that down and we hopped on the phone, this guy who I don't know who the guy's name is for the Chicago Tribune, but he's apparently a hot take artist. He wrote that it is quote a new era of embarrassment for Bears first round picks that Roquan Smith had his iPad stolen from him. Is that the I, that is a pardon my take 
I mean, yeah. like, like that, that's like a borderline, like why you, like why you guys start name the podcast type of take. Yeah. I mean, Steve Rosenblum, who wrote that is, uh, he definitely is one of those guys who's just writing. He basically just files his hot take and cashes a paycheck and no one's listened to him for many, many years. He got ratio to, I've never seen a ratio like that. I think he had <laughs> 350 replies and three retweets. I mean, it's, that's, that's, that's almost impressive to put up numbers like that without, you know, threatening someone's life or anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Rokon Smith, I'm excited. It's, you know, the, if you could have a linebacker in the city of Chicago, people are gonna get, you know, get excited for it. Or Lacker, Singletary, Buckkiss. So he's, he's clearly meant for, I think the one knock on him is his size, right? And he's clearly meant for today's NFL where it's become a very, you know, a speed game and getting sideline to sideline as quickly as possible is the most important thing. And he's a gamer. He played in big games in college. He won the Heisman in my mind. So that was, he was the hipster Heisman winner. So I, yeah, I'm very, very excited. And more than anything, the Bears have not had a captain to their defense since Erlacher and Briggs. Ooh, so it's point. been that long. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's it hasn't, there hasn't been a defensive identity behind any of the, any of the new guys that have been in and out. So having just that guy's like, all right, that's his defense. I think will mean a lot. And he knocks the crap out of people too. It's fun to watch, like in, in, like in a legal way, you know, like in because because yeah. you don't want to, you don't want somebody who's getting like you don't want Vontez Perfect who's getting suspended every five minutes or or getting penalty flags. Roquan Smith like drills dudes okay, yes. like coming out of the backfield, and he does it in a legal Seahawks type of way. Uh, Prisco, Pete Prisco, my colleague, you know Pete, um, yep. ranked the Bears twenty eighth overall, and Nick Costas, my another one of my colleague on the on the CBS Sports HQ video they did thinks the Bears can finish second in the the. Vision. I'm not sure either one of them is right. Who is closer? Ooh. I think, oh, man. I'd say Nick is closer because I could see the Bears finishing. Well, I guess that's the same as – I think the Bears could finish third. I don't know if second – second seems I mean, 28th is a bottom four team in the NFL. Yeah, that's I don't low. think they're 28th. They're going to be more like early 20s. Okay. And I think they could definitely beat the Lions out, although they haven't been able to beat the Lions, like actually beat the Lions in what feels like forever consistently. But they they are uh they're on the up and up. And I guess it's it's such they're such an interesting team because it's just such an unknown. You know, like anyone who tells you what the Bears are going to be next year is just making it up. <laughs> so really that's the answer. Nick and Pete are both just making it up because no one actually knows what a new head coach, uh, essentially a, a new quarterback, because I don't really count what happened with John Fox is like, that was not a learning year for Mitch Trubisky and a new D, you know, a new D, a defensive captain, a lot of new weapons. So it's a, the Bears are a complete unknown in my mind. I'm going to be. Uh, isolating that clip for the rest of time. Yes. Nick and Pete are both making it up because they are. They are. They are but yeah. they, not just on the Bears, but in real life and everything. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that, this is the whole, the whole guessing game of the NFL. I mean, when we go through the schedule, you're like, win, loss, win, loss. No one. Yeah. So, I, I don't know if I could swear, sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll go back and beep it out, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so are you taking over or under six and a half wins for the Bears next year? It's a popular uh, over. That's tough. I'm gonna take over because our schedule, um, we play the AFC East and I think that there's three wins. I think the loss obviously is the Patriots, but I think there's three wins to be had there. Um, and, yeah, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I think they'll land at seven and nine, eight and eight. They could, they got a buy, a week five buy, which is brutal. No, you never want to have that early a buy 
especially when you're at the Dolphins and then Patriots and Jets at home after that. They get the AFC East in three straight weeks. But there's this stretch of games. I mean, I think if you figure they lose to the Packers in week one, that that's more than likely. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, come on. Let's I don't it. assume that. They, they, have, they have beaten Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a slow starter. Mm. And there, a, lot, I, a lot of change I, in Green Bay. I actually try. I actually tried to come up when the schedule got released. I tried to come up with that take, and then I looked back and I was like, "Nope, he actually just dominates people all the time." Yeah, I I think he's gonna be. I think he might have a pretty big season. He's gonna be pissed off and rich. Too. Oh wow! Don't go out on a limb there, Will. I know, right? You think Aaron Rodgers will have a big season? <laughs> I think the Packers. I think the Packers might contend to be the best team in the <laughs> NFC North. I don't know. Um, Aaron Rodgers, he might be good. I, I don't know. I look at the the Bears at 49ers at Vikings in the final two weeks is tough. But they've got this stretch where it's like Jets, Bills, Lions, Vikings, both those are at home, at Lions, at Giants, that they could really rip off some wins if they're playing well. I like the over in the Bears spot. Um, it yeah, is, it, is it comes down to can you can can the Bears beat the Lions, which they haven't been able to do. Right. So if they can beat the Lions, then they could get that seven or eight wins. Uh, it's May, obviously. But you can still bet on NFL Week One football. Do you have a good Week One bet on the? Uh, and you're a you're a, you like to throw some cash around. I've seen you on the, I do. the Sports Action I do. Network app. I do. Um, yes. What uh, if you had to pick a Week One bet? You got one that you've already eyed. Yeah. What's the Bears Packers line? I, I love the, it no matter what the number. The Bears is. are plus seven and a half in Green Bay. Oh, oh that's so easy. Mm-hmm. Under a touch. Come on, they're going to keep it under a touchdown. I like Aaron Rodgers, slow starter. He's got new people. He doesn't really know. He's not talking to the front office. He hates Jimmy Graham. This is this is gonna be easy bet. Seven and a half. The Bears might win that outright. I might sprinkle a little money line. Take the uh, take the first first quarter money line. Real slow starter that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um. The, I like the uh, I like the Vikings minus five against the 49ers at home. The Jimmy Garoppolo hype is is too much. Uh, yes. You've got. You've had Chris, Chris and Kyle Long, one a bear, yep. one not a bear, but both brothers on your podcast before. And that's part of my take for those people who haven't checked it out. It's funny. Uh, good interview with Sean Payton, by the way. Thank you. The, uh, the math joke he made against, uh, PFT was pretty solid. Although in hindsight, I think if you're 15 to 27, you're actually out of the playoffs. Yeah. It yeah, was weird. He, um, he, Sean was, he was fun. He was, um, I don't know if he totally got us, but that's okay because it's, I think it's fun sometimes to talk to guys like he, you could tell he was like, who the hell are these guys? Like, what's their problem? <laughs> but he, he enjoyed it after he said he had a great time. Yeah. He was, and he was, it was, it was weird because a lot of times those dudes will play up to whatever. I mean, they'll, they'll, like, like sometimes these, these coaches will play into the, yeah, the whole stick, but he sort of did it. But I thought he was like, he gave a really good and interesting answer and maybe sort of confused economics about, Marcus Davenport. I'm not sure he definitely knows why he traded up, but I think he, he's basically yeah. saying, F you, I'm going to be in the playoffs next year and nobody's going to complain. Look at the Alvin Kamara deal. Uh, but yes. back, back to the, back to the Long brothers. Who would you have favored in a UFC style fight between Chris and Kyle Long? That is easy. And I think both of them would actually agree with me. It's definitely Kyle. Yeah. And that's, I, uh, Kyle has a mean streak in, not in like a mean way. And he's not a mean person. I'm saying playing offensive line, I think you have to have that nasty streak to survive in the NFL. And he's got that. And I think he would win pretty easily. Also, he's also a lot, he's, he's a just lot an absolute, yeah, yeah, an absolute house. Yeah, so, he is. Yeah. And younger. Uh, Kyle, Chris has got a build, is like kind of been built more for speed in the later part of his career, whereas Kyle is just, I mean, he'd probably just sit on him. <laughs> he, might, he might actually do that. Uh, did I? Oh yeah, I missed it. All right. Yeah. Well, actually, we'll get you out of here on the, no, no, no. 
This is not this is not the we'll get you out of here yet, but we need to settle this because this is a uh, long-standing debate between the two schools. You're a Wisconsin guy, I'm an NC State guy. Russell Wilson, what is he? Because mm-hmm. this whole pack of Badgers nonsense can't keep lasting, and uh, I think NC State folks might be ready to give him up at this point. Yeah, so he's definitely a Badger. That's not even a question, right? Do you do you want him to be? I mean, he went he did graduate I, from NC State. Yeah, I do want him to be because he's a really good quarterback, but um I think he learned his tendencies of being a goober and like a weirdo from <laughs> NC State. Cuz you guys can NC State's like, you know, you guys are a little backwoods, you know, you're the th- you're the, the you're the, the school in North in North Carolina that people think of third. Um you aren't got we, a little bit of we a like weird South complex. Are we South Wisconsin? I mean, isn't that well, No, I'm just saying, I mean Marquette, I guess, I don't know. But uh, you know, so I think he learned uh these weird tendencies, kind of a weird guy, maybe, you know, he's in that trailer over there just doing weird things and then he came to wisconsin and learned how to be an alpha and win and playing big football games and big 10 football games and so the the super bowl winning side of russell wilson is definitely a badger by the way you do know who his offensive coordinator nc state was right who was it? Mark oh, was it Mark, Mark Tressman? Tressman. Yeah. Oh my God! I do, can't I believe he was that. a beta yeah. coming out of coming out so, of State. So you, you just proved my point. Everything everything that he learned, he learned there. And then when he learned how to become like a winner and lead a team, that was in Wisconsin. But yes, we have to we have to claim him because we have no quarterbacks to claim. You guys have Phil Rivers. You Mike, can keep you, Mike have, you know. Yeah, oh, I don't. You want to do that? <laughs> no. You want to do that? Jacoby, uh, I don't think you. Jacoby Brissett. We got Jacoby Brissett. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. So we don't have a lot of quarterbacks. Um, so we need to claim Russell Wilson for as long as possible. All and right. also Big Ten is the conference of quarterbacks. I think we all agree, right? Uh, you got Kyle Orton and Drew Brees, right? What else you have? Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Oh, Brady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Russell Wilson. So I'd say it's pretty, pretty damn good. All right. I, I hereby bestow upon you for the rest of time the right to earn Russell Wilson. NC State is we have we have uh, washed our hands with Russell Wilson. I will get you out of here on this. Would you trade Anthony Rizzo to the Cardinals if the Bears would win a Super Bowl this year? Oh, that's such a dirty question. Yep. That's such a dirty question. <laughs> would I just trade Rizzo to the Cardinals for the year? No, he go, he doesn't get to come back. You get a his Super Bowl whole career. Win. He becomes a Cardinal for life. Rest of his contract. Rest of his contract. Are you saying just the Bears can't, I need to really like, this is, I'm, I'm gonna have to find my way out of this. Are you saying like the Bears, so they, I guarantee a Bears Super Bowl this year, but I could also just roll the dice and take my chances the Bears will just be good on their own. Correct. <sighs> I'd probably take the Super Bowl. <laughs> I probably would take the Super Bowl. I think Riz- Rizzo would understand. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, I'd take the, if Rizzo texted me back more often, I, my answer would be different. He, he, he shades me a lot, so I think that's the answer. It is the fit. I mean, not that you're not a star, to write, I mean, like you're, I'm sure you're on a lot of top forty under forties, but I mean, yeah, Anthony Rizzo is sort of a big deal. Yeah, but I'm texting him like you know, funny stuff. I'm texting, texting <laughs> material, like just text back, to say ha ha. I don't know. It's ridiculous. All right, Dan Katz of Barstool Sports, and pardon my take, the podcast at Barstool Big Cat on Twitter. A great follow, of course. Thanks, buddy. Really appreciate the time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.